Ah, ah, ah. Don't touch that dial. Listen to Blondie, brought to you by the Watertown Players. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Matt Emerson. Raise that curtain, Matt. The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I held you in my arms. But when I woke, dear, I was mistaken. So I hung my head and cried. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. told me once, dear, you really loved me, and no one else could come between. But now you've left me and love another. You have shattered all my dreams. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Thank you, Matt. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, the other day I started planting my garden. As you know, I am a master gardener and won first prize for growing the largest kohlrabi at last year's Jefferson County Fair. And as I was getting my garden ready, I couldn't help but think about how putting on a fine production with the Watertown Players is like growing vegetables. You have to prepare the earth in your garden by rototilling, just like you have to prepare the stage in the theater. You have to choose the seeds and get them planted in the garden, just like you have to choose the correct show, hold auditions, and cast the proper actors in the proper roles. You have to water and fertilize the garden, just like you have to water and motivate the actors to be the characters you know they can be. And finally, when the vegetables are at their peak, you perform the show to throngs of cheering audience members and harvest the bounty of their love. Hmm. Why am I suddenly hungry? The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. 
And now for our weekly visit with the Bumsteads. It's hot on Shady Lane Avenue today. And in the spotless white kitchen, the Bumsteads refrigerator is working overtime to keep up with demand for ice cubes. Listen. That's Blondie making another pitcher of iced lemonade. No wonder it brings Baby Dumpling into the scene. Don't leave the screen door open, Baby. The flies come in. No, Mommy. Is my lemonade ready, Mommy? Why, Baby Dumpling, you want more lemonade so soon? Uh-huh. It's awful hot out. That's what I know. I was making this pitcher for Daddy. He phoned he was on his way. Well... Couldn't he get his lemonade at my soda fountain? How much do you charge at your lemonade stand? Well, I get two pins for the cracked cup full and five pins for the big jelly glass full. For one pin, I let him lick the soup ladle. Well, that isn't very sanitary, baby. I wipe it off every time. Then I put it back in to cool off some more. Well, don't do that anymore, baby. Now here... You take this pitcher out to your stand, but when that's gone, I'm afraid you'll have to close out the business. Okay, Mommy. I guess I'll raise my prices on this. Careful now. Don't spill it. I'll open the screen door for you. I'll try to find some little paper picnic cups for the one-pin customers. Blondie! Are you home? Yes, dear. Out in the kitchen. It was too hot to go out. You think this is hot? You ought to feel it downtown. It must have been terrible for you, Dagwood. Yeah, hottest day in ten years, they say. Dagwood, where are your clothes? Oh, they're all here, honey. See, over my arm. You, you didn't walk up from the bus that way. Oh, no. When I got off the bus, I took off my coat. And then, when that felt so good, I took off my necktie. And then I passed a man who was taking off his shirt, and he looked at me and said, Sissy. Sissy? Yeah, so I showed him. I should think you did. You showed the neighborhood. I'd be ashamed. Well, this underwear is no worse than a bathing suit. Where are your shoes? Out by the front door. Hey, you know what I'd like? You'd probably like to be a South Sea Islander and not wear any clothes. Well, that's not a bad idea. But what I'd like first would be a nice cold pitcher of lemonade. Well, I made you a pitcher, Dagwood. Oh boy, let me at it. But it's gone. Gone? Where'd it go? Baby Dumpling took it for his lemonade stand. He sells it for pins. Isn't that cute? Oh, don't worry, dear. I've got more lemon juice all squeezed, and there's still a few more ice cubes left. I'll make you some more lemonade. About a gallon would be about right. You mustn't drink it too fast, dear. Go get yourself a glass. A glass? No, no, honey. Just hand me that pitcher. Oh, boy. Listen to that. What music. Give me. Now, Dagwood, wait till it gets good and cold. Well, it's pretty hard to wait. It won't be long, Dagwood. Oh, hello, baby dumpling. 
Hello. Hello, Daddy. Say, Mommy, I'm all sold out again. What? Uh, why not two minutes Can ago? Can I have that picture, Mommy? No, that's mine. Well, but Daddy, all those poor little boys are very dry. So am I dry. I'm drier than any of them. We'll let Daddy drink what he wants first, baby. Then, if there's any left, you can have it. Here, Dagwood. Just drink down to the top of the handle, Daddy. Listen, don't watch every sip I take. Gosh, I'm going off in the corner and drink this. You make me nervous. Stop staring at Daddy, baby. It isn't as if you hadn't had three pitchers full for your stand already. Whatever went with that last pitcher so fast? Oh, Bobby McButter came back. Came back? Uh-huh. He was a good customer before, but he ran out of pins and went home. When I went out this time, he was the first in line, and he had his mother's pin cushion. Goodness. Yeah, so he drank the whole pitcher. <sighs> there, I feel better. Is the rest for me, Daddy? Now, wait a minute. Can't I stop for breath? You've drank 20 pins worth already. You mean drinked 20 pins worth. Drunk. I am not. Anyway, I'm going to have one more little sip. That's what Bobby McButter kept saying. Uh-huh. And now he's gone home with a stomachache. Two, here, take it. Thank you, Daddy. Now that's positively the last, mind you, baby dumpling. Okay, Mommy. A fine thing. A man comes home from work all hot and... How did Mr. Dithers come to let you off, Dagwood? Well, Mr. Dithers wasn't there. He's off in the mountains again. Pretty soft for some people. I wish we could afford to go somewhere and cool off. You do? Well, we can. Uh, listen, you know the house Dithers took in in trade? Back in 1920, it never could sell. The one at Brimstone Gardens. That place? Why, it's right in the middle of nowhere. That's what I know, but it's a nice, cool house. Cool? That house has been closed for years, and with the sun beating down on it, oh, it would be like an oven. Not anymore. I fixed it. Fixed it? How? I fixed it scientifically. Oh, Dagwood. It sounds like you, you've been inventing something again. Sure, honey. Well, I don't know what Mr. Dithers will say when he finds out you've been experimenting with one of his houses. He knows all about it. Well, almost all about it. See, after all these years, he finally got a prospect who wanted to buy the house. Major Tiffin. Major Tiffin? I never heard of him. He's from India or somewhere. He's retired and gone to settle down in some... Quiet place. Well, that house will be quiet enough. It's miles away from anywhere. Yeah, Mr. Dithers told him it was a white elephant on his hands, and the Major said that that was all right. He liked elephants in India. The poor man. The only thing was, the Major said it must be a cool house. How did Mr. Dithers get around that? He called me in. He told me he was going to the mountains and to cool off that house somehow before the Major got here. I had the weeds cut down so you can get to the front door, and my cooling system will make it just what he wants. Are you sure that cooling system will work, Dagwood? Certainly. I tried it on Daisy's doghouse first, and it worked. Hmm. Well, 
how does it work, Dagwood? Well, it's like this. When I want to cool off, what do I do? Drink lemonade. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not the right answer. When I want to cool off, I just go stand under a cool shower. Yes, Dagwood, and then a little while after you get out of the shower, you're hot again. Yes, but in my invention, you don't stand under the shower. The shower stands over you. I mean, listen, you come out to that house and I'll show you. All right, Dagwood. I'll show you the premier performance of the world's greatest cooler offer, the Bumstead Drencher. <laughs> Goodness, Dagwood. Isn't there any driveway up to the house? Yeah, sure, honey. This is it. We're on it. Is that the chimney over there? Yeah, we could see the house now, if the grass wasn't quite so high. I thought you had the weeds cut down, Dagwood. Well, just from the drive to the front door. Uh, here's the path. Uh, see? Oh, yes. Dagwood? Uh-huh. Look, somebody's trunk, right in the middle of the path. Hey, what's that doing there? Let's get out and investigate. Why, there's a whole pile of luggage with foreign labels on it. Yeah, suitcases and a big wicker basket. And hey, look, a bird cage. I never saw a bird like that before. Oh. Oh, here comes a man with a helmet on. It's a sun helmet, like they wear in the tropics, Dagwood. Do you suppose? He's got a monocle, too. Golly, he looks mad. I say, is this cricket? Well, no. The name is Bumstead. Oh, it won't do, you know. Simply won't do at all. You're the land agent, my man? Me? No. I'm Dagwood Bumstead. Oh, really? Yeah, honest. And if you don't believe me, ask my wife. I'm Blondie Bumstead. I want to lodge a complaint. Dagwood, I bet this is Major Tiffin. Right you are, Major T. Trelawney Tiffin, uh, retired. Oh, gosh, are you moving in already? Moving in? I can't get in, you know. Beastly places locked and barred. What? I've been left here to broil like a partridge on a spit. It won't do. Well, it is hot out here, but you'll like the place when you once get inside. It's got a cooling system. Well, carry on. You have the beastly key, eh? Oh, sure. I can help you carry your things to the front door. Gosh, you brought all your baggage, didn't you? Eh? Oh, rather not. Just enough for an overnight stay. <laughs> Is this your uh, overnight bag, Major? That's my hamper. I didn't know whether one dressed in mess jacket or tails, so I brought along the lot, eh? Gosh, uh, I can't lift it. Hey, what's in this leather case? A gun? Oh, that's my favorite rhinoceros rifle. Carried it all over India, you know. Well... I can carry it up to the house, just about. Any rhino shooting here? Oh, no, Major. We haven't any rhino. 
pity. None in India, either. Hmm. What's this big bundle? Oh, that's me portable tub. One can't miss one's bath. What? Well, you're prepared for anything. May I carry the little black bag? Uh, no, no, madame. Sorry, but I never allow anyone to carry that except myself. Oh, it must have something very special in it. Oh, quite. You carry the birdcage with the funny-looking bird, Blondie. I fail to see anything amusing in the appearance of my bird. It's a rare bird, a fine specimen of Athrodocaris tristis. Golly, what a name. No wonder it looks sad. Hasn't it got a shorter name? It's also known as the minor bird, a native of India, famed for its ability to talk. Oh, uh, kind of like a parrot? Parrot? What rot! A minor out-talks any parrot that ever lived. Oh, he does, eh? Well, he's not saying much now. The Mahatma never talks unless he feels at home. He does not feel at home here. Well, we'll make him feel at home. Yeah, once we get him inside. Look, you take the Mahatma, Blondie and the Major can take his little black bag, and I'll take the gun and these two suitcases. Come on, let's get inside the house. Boy, you're going to like it inside. I am distinctly disappointed in the outside. What became of the garden, eh? Some vandals cut down the flowers. Oh, no, Major. What you saw in the snapshots were weeds. Nevertheless, their absence alters the appearance of the house. I don't like it. Nor do I like the thingamies on the roof. Dagwood, what are all those pipes running around the roof? That's the Bumstead Drencher. It's my cooling system. See, when you turn on the water, it gives the house a shower bath. Oh, Dagwood. It's all automatic. Works by thermostat. Minute the roof gets hot, bingo, on comes the water. Isn't the roof hot enough now? Well, maybe the thermostat is a little stuck. I'll see when we get inside. Let's get inside. Yeah, you'll like it, Major. You'll be surprised what you can do with water and just a little pressure back of it. Well, here's the front door. Where's the key, broomhead? Uh, Bumstead. It's in my pocket. I'll have to set down all the bags. Now, where did I? Uh, there's the key. Uh, just a minute now. Hmm. Doesn't it work, Dagwood? Uh, no. What? Wrong key. I think this is for the side door. Uh, wait till I pick up these bags again. Forward, march! Halt! Wait till I put down these bags. Now the key. Hmm. Oh, Dagwood, doesn't it fit this door either? Uh, no. Oh, a uh, back door, I guess. Sure, wait till I pick up these bags. <clears throat> okay. Forward, march! Halt! Yeah, it's got to fit this door. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, just a minute now, and we'll be inside, and then we can cool off. Hmm, gosh. If you want to know what I think, 
I think that's the wrong key for this house. Quite. Oh, I remember now. This is the key for the house where we used to live before we lived where we live now. Look here. This won't do, you know. Wait. Now I remember. I left the key for this house. I left it here when I was here before. Where did you leave it, Dagwood? That's what I'm trying to remember. Now see here. The Mahatma is wilting under this sun. Furthermore, it's almost tea time, and I want my tea. Tea? Tea, yes. I have my own kit to make tea, of course, but I need water. I demand entry to this house at once. I'm going back and have a try at that side door again, Dagwood. I have an idea. Yeah, uh, go ahead, honey. Now let's see. Hey, I think I know where I left that key. In the milkman's friend. Hey. That little box there on the wall. It's for the milkman to put milk in. I'll have a look. Just pull open the door. Zounds! What silly antic is this, sir? Gosh, what happened? I am drenched, sir. As I opened the door, a jet of water struck me forcibly in the eye, sir. I forgot about that. That's my milk thief detector. See, as long as I was piping water all over the house, I thought of a lot of ways to use it, and... Bah! I'll try to dry you off, Major, when we get in the house. I presume that you mean if we get in the house. The key was not in that thingamy, sir. Well, look it. See that window up there? It's open a little. Listen, I'll boost you up there and we'll get in. Do you mistake me for an acrobat, sir? Ah, listen, Major. All you have to do is stand on my back and then push up the window. Then we'll be inside and cool off and have tea and everything will be fine. Tea? I could do with a spot of tea. Very well. Here we go. Oops. Uh, steady on. Almost in reach. Ah, now to raise the uh, sash. Blast it! Two? Major? More of your antics! Dagwood, what happened? <gasps> Why, Major, you're all wet! I am fully aware of my plight, madam. See, uh, first it was the milk thief detector, and then it was my burglar discourager. This man is a hydromaniac. Give him a bit of water to play with and he runs amok. Well, let's go in the house, and you can change into dry clothes. May I ask how you plan to breach the walls of this infernal house, madam? Oh, I got the side door open. With a hairpin. Gosh! Uh, come on, Major. I'll bring your two suitcases and your portable tub and your rhinoceros rifle and all. I'll bring Mahatma. Still got your little black bag, I see, Major. Rather. It never leaves my sight. Well, are we ready? Forward, march! Halt! By Jove, the door is open! It's ajar, anyway. Uh, did you go in, Blondie? Oh, no. I wanted the Major to be the first to enter his own house. I'm not so sure I'm going to complete the transaction. Any more Guy Fox pranks and I'll terminate the whole affair. 
Oh, you'll like it inside. After you, Major. Well then, follow me. At last, we're really going in. Oh! Two! He's knocked out. Oh, rub his wrists. Wrists? It hit him on the head. Dagwood, what was that bucket of water doing up over the door? My cooling system leaked through the roof. I, I put the bucket up there to catch the water. Golly, I never thought we'd be using the side door. Uh, fall back, men. Form a hollow square. He's coming, too. Yeah, uh, throw some water in his face. Water? He's drenched to the skin now. We're saved, men. Uh, the rainy season has begun. That bucket knocked him screwy. He thinks it's raining. No, Dagwood, he... He's right. Listen, it is raining. Oh, that's funny. I don't see any clouds. Blondie, look, it's my cooling system. It started to work. Oh, boy. Hey, Major, wake up. It's working. Now we can all cool off. But, Dagwood, the water coming off the roof is warm. Eh? Let me feel it. Ooh, it's hot. What did you hitch it to? Why, uh, a pipe in the basement. I thought so. Your cooling system's hitched to the hot water heater, and it's pouring boiling water all over the roof of the house. Too. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. You know, folks, summer is finally here. We have endured some pretty cold and snowy winters here in Wisconsin, and when the weather finally warms up, most of us enjoy the opportunity to spend time outside working in the yard or working on our suntans or just sitting out by the fire pit with an ice-cold beer in our hand listening to our favorite podcast. Oh, and did we mention that Blondie is now available as a podcast? We know it's probably already in your favorites on Spotify, but just in case it's not, just search for the Watertown Players Community Theater, grab a 12-pack of beer, and re-listen to all your favorite episodes. Ah, the good old summertime. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, we return to the Bumsteads. Blondie is seated outside the side door, and Dagwood rounds the corner of the house. Did you get into the basement, Dagwood? Yeah, I got that cooling system fixed right this time. I changed the pipes around. I'm afraid it's too late as far as the Major is concerned. Won't he come out of the house? He's been out three times. The first time, he took in his portable tea-making outfit. The next time, he took in his rhinoceros gun. That looks bad. So did he look bad. The third time he took in the Mahatma, his talking Mina bird. Did he speak to you? The bird? No, the Major. Neither of them said a word. You know he said the Mahatma wouldn't talk unless he felt at home. And I guess the Major's the same way. I can't blame them much. I bet Mr. Dithers blames me if the Major doesn't buy this house. Well, we won't give up yet, dear. 
peek in the window and see if the Major's had his tea yet. One thing about my cooling system, it keeps the windows clean too. Yeah, I can see him in there. Golly, he's built a fire right in the middle of the room. But let's see. Oh, that might be dangerous. Oh no, Dagwood. That's his charcoal burner. He's used to making tea with that, I suppose. He's got the bird hung up on the chandelier. That's a gas chandelier, isn't it? Is the gas on in the house? Nope. No electricity yet either. Just water. Well, we've had plenty of water for a while. Yeah. I wonder what's in that little black bag. He won't let it out of his sight. Well, we had better get out of his sight. He's coming out again. Yeah, uh, duck down, as if we were just sitting here talking. Uh, a nice fellow, the Major. A great sport, too. I'm glad he's getting this house at such a bargain. I say, I'm glad the Major's getting this house at a bargain. Uh, oh, hello, Major. For your information, sir, this infernal house would be no bargain at any price. When I buy a house, I want a house, not an aquarium. I also want a cool house, not a Turkish bath house. Good day to you, sir. Oh, now, Major. Yeah, uh, now, wait a minute. I shall not wait, sir. Beyond the time that me tea has brewed, I am most unhappy here. My bird Mahatma is unhappy here. He will never speak a word within these accursed walls, I'm sure. Give him time, Major. No, madam. When I've had me tea, I'm leaving. Going for a walk first, Major? Only to the end of the path, madam. By that time, me tea water will have boiled. We'll walk down the path with you. Yeah, we could have a little chat. I'd like to know you better, Major. I'm sorry that I cannot share your enthusiasm for a better acquaintance, sir. And I'm in no mood for chatting. But you do want to walk, and so do we. Uh, carry on. Eh? Forward march. Halt. My, you walk fast, Major. I try to keep fit. I think we ought to turn back now. I'm a little worried about your leaving that little stove burning, Major. Rubbish. Yeah, uh, that's just it. You left a lot of rubbish that stove was packed in around on the floor. And look! Hey? I knew it! Oh, there's smoke coming out that window! Yeah, and where there's smoke, there's fire! Fire! Hey! Fire? The Mahatma will be injured! And my Nuembo Nuembos! Uh, follow me! Golly, look at that guy run! Uh, come on, Blondie! The house is full of smoke! I don't see any flames, though, and... Dagwood, listen! Water! My cooling system! It's working again! The heat must have set the thermostat off, and... Hey, the fire's out! Thank heavens that invention of yours had one use anyway. It put the fire out, Dagwood. Yeah, and uh, now if I could see through this smoke and find the Major... It's clearing away, Dagwood. Yeah, I can see the living room now, and... Hey, look it! The gas chandelier! It... it's spouting water! Like a fountain. 
Hey, you know what? Yes, Dagwood. This time you hitched the water up to the gas pipes. What ho? Is that you, good people? Yeah. Uh, say, listen, Major. Do you know you're sitting under the chandelier and it's spouting water? Quite. Jolly cool under here, too. Is your little black bag safe? Oh, quite. Might have lost it, you know, through my silly antics. Fancy leaving my precious Nulembo Nulembos near a fire. Golly, did the water hurt the, uh, what you said? Nulembo Nulembos? Oh, rather not. Fire would be fatal, but water, they thrive in water. Nulembo Nulembos are water lilies, you know. For goodness sake, is that what you were guarding all this time? Quite. They're very rare. The sacred water lily of India. From my own garden pool back there, you know. Well, they shall have a new home here now. Where? In this house, you mean? Naturally. I'm growing quite attached to the place, now that it's cool. Listen, Major. You are a good sport. I've acted pretty badly, my dear sir. It was your invention that saved my effects. I... I apologize. Fancy, a water-cooled house with a shower in one's own living room. Jolly. <laughs> what? It keeps out burglars and puts out fires, too. Quite. Oh, I shall be very cozy here. Mahatma's beginning to like it, too, aren't you, old boy? Dagwood! Mahatma's talking, almost. That's what I know. Give him a bit more time under the spray. Eh, Mahatma? Rather. Awfully jolly, this. Just listen to that. I say, you two, I hope you'll pardon my appearance and all that, but I'm frightfully indebted to you, you know. And, uh, tea is ready. Won't you... won't you join me? Are you going to have tea under that shower bath chandelier? Quite. Water and all? Rather. Then I'll join you, old boy. Oh, boy. Hi. Uh, come in, Blondie. The water's fine. Here I come. Shall I pour tea, Major? I say, would you? Thanks awfully. The Mahatma and I seldom have a lovely lady to pour for us. Carry on, Blondie. Right toe. Rock, singing in the rain. <laughs> Attaboy, Mahatma. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. I'm happy again. Singing in the rain. I'm singing in the rain. And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen the next time we join the Bumsteads. Our next episode is entitled The Gypsy Queen Adventure. Hmm, sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, The Bumstead Drencher, featured the voice talents of Jim Steffel as the bird, Greg Coots as the major, Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. 
Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. Make sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so that you don't miss any past, present, or future productions. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our continuing episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night.